the wait is finally over yes ladies and gentlemen the weekend that feels like a month is finally behind us merry christmas happy holidays to all of you all you listeners out there all five of you yeah to the listener of the podcast <laughs> thanks for the support throughout 2018 curtis how was your holiday break you know, I was bored out of my mind with no law sale, yes, uh-huh. but I, I found a couple things to do. Went to the movies with the family, kind of, you know, just found everything to do. We played a lot of board games yes. at the in-laws' house. That's where we spent uh, spent our Christmas. We spent a couple days out there in Hemet with the, the rest of the family. But d- did Santa bring everything you wanted him to, to bring you this Christmas? Pretty much. I didn't ask for much. I was just asking for a few more taco money. Uh, what did I get for Christmas? Uh, actually, I bought myself an Apple Watch. Okay. That was my Christmas present to myself. I was saving up. I hit a, I hit like a small try to end the year last week. So yeah. I was like, I'll put that aside, buy myself an Apple Watch. So that was my, my present to myself. We're at the age now where it's, we're passing on to the next generation where it's not about us anymore. <laughs> exactly. You, you've got a little one running uh-huh. around. I've got nieces and nephews. So now it's more like... Your parents say, well, I'm just going to give you money this year because yeah. I can concentrate on the kids yeah. and what they're asking for to make sure what they want. So. By the way, i got to give her credit. The bank manager chipped in for the Apple Watch. She said she wanted to buy me something. I was like, uh-huh. you buy me anything. She's like, well, I'll chip in a little bit for the Apple Watch. So shout out to the bank manager. I saw your daughter had a new set of wheels, oh, correct? Yeah. Was, so, did she go crazy for that? Oh, yeah, for sure. She. This was the Christmas she really knew what was going on. Okay. She's, she's almost three. She'll be three in February. Last year, she was very shy about opening gifts. She still didn't get the, yeah. the hang of it, right? <laughs> this year, she was ready to go. Yeah. She was like, all right, I want to open more and more. <laughs> like, even gifts that were under the tree that weren't her, more, I open say, more. I think at our house, uh, I remember my nephew would just, you know, grab the next present, no matter whose it was, <laughs> yeah. and he just, like, shredded it apart. He didn't care who the name was. He didn't care what was inside. He was going to open it. Yeah, so that was, uh, so for her, it was probably far the, the most uh, memorable Christmas she so, yeah, this year, I told my parents, because my parents were like, what do you want? I was like, I don't want anything. Stop buying stop buying me gifts. Stop buying, like, buy Jackie, of course, but, like, yeah. I don't want anything. So, as far as my immediate family, we did, like, the gifts and change, like a secret Santa. Just mm-hmm. one person got someone else, but that was it. But, yeah, now it's all about the kiddos. You've got nieces and nephews. Of course, I got the, uh, the bad beat therapist. But overall, it was fun. Uh, I hosted the family up at, at our house for the first time. This year, uh, cleanup is no joke. Yeah. So people are looking to... Oh, to I host. saw you the picture oh. of your kitchen there. Man, <laughs> cleanup is no joke, guys. So, But it was fun, you know, always look, always fun to hang out with family and friends that you haven't seen in a while. So, yeah, but throughout the weekend, I was like, this is drying. When, yes. when, when are we going to draw for Friday and Saturday? Like we didn't have... I'm on break for softball. Yep. I'm on break for bowling. bowling. And we didn't have any low sal. Yeah. And my wife was just giddy, like, okay, what are we going <laughs> to do? And I was like, oh, yeah, what are we going to do? You know, Friday through Sunday night, I was just like, oh, my God. You get yeah. an itch of, like, I shouldn't be yeah. here. Like, like, you just start to feel weird, and you're trying to find something on TV or something to pass the time. But, yeah, with no little Sal, you get a weird feeling. I was so out of whack that I, you know, I submit my picks early for the, for the printing of the program as far as the lock and long shot for every night. I was so out of whack that I, f- I didn't know what – what my deadlines were yeah that because that was i was so confused about not looking at what day it was what time it was uh so you know we're, we're starting to get the rust off and get back into rhythm yeah once they they drew 
for Friday's card, and then Saturday's rolled in, and Sunday's, okay, now I'm getting back in the thick of things here. Finally, I pulled up today, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I feel better now. Did, well, I'm did, ready to go. Did you sneak, uh, sneak uh, like, a print out of the PPs during... No, actually, I didn't. I I stayed away pretty okay. pretty good, okay, uh, and, and I kind of tried to stay off Twitter because most of the time it's all about Santa Anita. Yeah. Anyway, most of the time, uh, I was trying to avoid all the uh, roulette wager yep. talk that was going on. Yep. I would, I mean, were, did you partake in any of that? Well, uh, you know what's funny is that uh, when I went to Hong Kong, Shaotan, they have that wager, that similar oh, they wager do. over there. Like you can take. Half of the field for a certain of odds versus like three of the top favors. I think I, I have seen something like that at the bottom. Yeah. Okay, okay, I got so you. I've se- I don't know if they offer it through the ADWs here. I think if you know a few ADWs offer betting on shot ten, but they don't take all the wagers that you can bet at shot ten on track. But uh, there was a one of those kind of like what Sanita released the the racing roulette. Mm-hmm. There's that wager has been done at shot ten. So I uh, I was I was from. Excuse me, familiar with it, but hey, just you know, this is my thing for for horse players or or anyone involved. If there if someone's offering a bet you don't like, then just don't bet it. I agree. That's you, I think as horse players and gamblers, they forget you vote with your betting dollar. Yeah. If you don't like a bet and you don't bet it, guess what? They're gonna either cancel that bet or get rid of it or change it or, or something. But the vote of the horse player is what matters. Who cares if they introduce 20, 30 bets? I like that people are actually trying something new. Exactly. I, that To me, hey, introduce all the wages you want. If I don't like it, I'm not going to bet it. Guess what? If it's nobody's betting it, then it's going to go away. Yeah. I, I felt kind of the same when they rolled it out. I, it wasn't a bet I'm going to partake in. You know, I'm usually just going to bet pick threes, pick fours. I'm, if I like a horse, I'm just going to bet to win. Yeah, exactly. I, it just didn't appeal to me. It might appeal to somebody else, and maybe I was in the minority. Maybe it was going to catch on, but you know the proof is in the pudding. If they look back and they see you know things just aren't working right, then they'll just do away with it and they'll try something else. But you know everybody wants new things to happen. They want new ideas. You know people are going to roll out new ideas that maybe they aren't good. But I, I also agree that at least they're trying something new. That's um, to me as long as you're trying something new, you're doing something that no one else has done who cares if it fails you gotta you, you can't be afraid of of criticism or failure because yeah. you're never gonna get anywhere to test the waters yeah so as they're, far as they're in a big um, you know overhaul right now at Santa yeah. Anita they're changing things up all over the place and they even have more stuff coming by the end of the year they said they they're they're hoping no more real big surprises but you know they, it's definitely a regime change over there yeah, so I sure. think there's more on the way there's the I, I feel like I'm, I think I feel like, uh, how would I say this? I'm hopeful that full crops are going up. Maybe the horse population is going up. Mm-hmm. That side of the business, I think, hopefully, is trending, trending up. But I do feel that the next two years are going to be huge for Southern California racing. Yeah, we're in, almost seeming battle with Santa Anita right now here at Los Al. Which uh, my my take on it, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. I think there was a void. Uh, when Hollywood Park left and yep. Los Al, I, I, as far as I have seen, they tried to step up and really help out the thoroughbred community, and uh, I, I don't really see why there's there's so much kind of hate toward the Los Al meet uh, yeah. when, when they come along. I mean, they're providing uh, a service for everybody. They don't control the entry box. That's uh, for all the horsemen yep. and horse owners to 
they're trying to support it and make it go on. That's the only way that could happen. But uh, as far as I know, we stepped up and uh, Los Al tried to do their job. And uh, that's my take on that. That's pretty <laughs> much, I mean, and it's it's like to think about how, how you know, just horse racing in general is running. You got to look at the things. All right, what, then what, what can change? I mean, the product you put out there is what is going to drive your business. If yes. the product's good and the horse players like it, then they're going to bet it. Uh, simple as that. So, you know, as far as meets here, dates over there, I could be fine betting 10 horse seals or $2,500 claimers online if I can get 10 horse seals. Yeah. I, I'm more about quantity than quality. Uh, but nonetheless, we're, me and Curtis, we might be a little bit uh, above our pay grade for us to have. <laughs> we're, if you're talking about totem pole, yeah. we're like the concrete in the foundation. Exactly. We're, we're nowhere, <laughs> we're nowhere even above the dirt just yet. So yeah, that's why uh, we have our opinions, yeah. uh, you know, whether anyone will actually listen to them or not, or, uh, take them and, and validate them is, uh, yet to be seen. Breaking news, breaking news coming to the desk right now not horse racing related but i'm just walking in and you know over the over the the christmas break i watch i'm a big fan of the nba mm-hmm. so i watch the nba christmas games of course so there's been a lot of swings and, and misses i i think the west is the west is as exciting as it can be uh uh i think the east lost a lot of viewership rightfully so but i think the west is way better than we anticipated especially because the the warriors are struggling yeah but the breaking news coming into this right now do I hear that Professor G and our own very own quarters, George, have a side wager with tonight's Friday night's Lakers-Clippers duel? You know, there was a bet going to be on tonight, okay. but there was a caveat that each person got one player uh-huh. where if they were injured, the bet was off. The bet was off. Oh. And of course, no, he quarters took GD, he took LeBron. Oh. LeBron hurts his groin there playing yeah. against uh, Golden State against that heroic victory on Christmas Day, but... Yeah, uh, he'll be up here later arguing with Professor G, but uh, no pizza on the line. I still owe three. I've carried three over <laughs> into the new year, so they'll be paying up uh, pretty soon. Uh, don't think I have forgot about those. Right. I wouldn't do that. I'm a man of my word. I'll pay up the pizzas. But, yeah, there could have been one on the line, but uh, nothing tonight. All right, so, you know, we'll, 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 we'll continue that talk for the after show. We'll leave a little bit of that for the after show. Let's get right into business. Saturday night's program at Los We're going to get dive right into it are you are you uh are you okay with reading pps did you forget how to read them or are you good i, I almost needed to get a maybe a prescription for eyeglasses <laughs> uh, we had taken so much time off but no i i'm well versed in pps i was looking all over the place you know i was looking to see all the quarter horse action yeah. around that i could i didn't play too much but yeah i'm ready to get right back in. all right race number one four and a half thoroughbred claimers conditional claimers 3200 is the purse fillies and mirror thrills and up which have never won two races we got a field of six. Morning Favorite is going to be the three Nanas rule for Sergio Morfin. Edgar Pierres gets the mount. Taking a class drop here. Are you with or against Nanas rule? I'm with Nanas rule here. I haven't been liking the way this filly has been finishing lately, but it's going to take a slight drop down in here from 5,000 to 3,200, but there's not a ton of speed in here. It looks like the, the fastest rival is going to be the five radio chatter, which you know, was first time off the claim, you know, showed more speed than it has. I'm not really sold on that yet. So I think Nana's Rule can stay closer to the pace and hopefully just a little bit of class relief will get this one back into the winner's circle. You know what? I like this. Right off the bat, the first race, we agree. This is good <laughs> mojo. I think this is good mojo. Nana's Rule there, uh, you know, I think this one is going to be poorly placed by Edgar Payers. I just don't see anyone 
as quick enough maybe in the first opening quarter to kind of take over the lead from her so I think she's going to be in prime position if somebody else breaks sharp and wants the lead she can sit from slightly from off the pace and, and, and chase the target so I think she's drawn in a very good spot here from post number three so I agree on the three I think the five radio chatter could be the main speed threat uh, for Letha Bradley there Vinny Bernard gets the mount stayed aboard actually stays aboard because he rode this one to victory last time out as the heavy favorite but I like the form a win a second a second a second a third a second so there's some very good form for this mare it's it's kind of rare to see you know these uh, these kind of levels just consistency mm -hmm. so I, I gotta respect the five there radio chatter and now I'll go for the six for third three five six for me there molly that back even getting back over the nighttime mobile I think that's gonna help so three five six for me yeah I like the six here molly got even for second it has some versatility which I think will help overtake radio chatter uh, if you know the five gets hooked up with the three early and like I said I'm not really sold on radio chatter you know being all that that tough here second time off the claim uh, I like the outside post and gets Kelly McDade first time so it gets that weight break and then I went to the th uh, five radio chatter for third you know if it runs that same race it is going to be pretty tough but I'm hoping we can regress slightly wow we agree pretty much a little bit different second and third but overall three five six for me and three six five all right race number two the second half of the early double we have uh, another event going around the hook but this is four furlongs so a little bit of a abbreviated distance a lot of speed sign on yes. in this field and a lot of horses that need the lead to win who'd you go with you know i think that it's going to be a real battle here yes. between all the inside rivals i'm going to go with yannette here with the two run bro run <laughs> agree uh, yeah I, this horse I, is definitely going to be the fastest yeah, out of I all think these so. yes it's going to have to contend with the one shadow op you know pressing along from the inside but i haven't been sold with shadow up uh, Shadow Op really being all that strong of a finisher. So I think Run Bro Run needs to put this horse away and then hold off the three Jetpack Black in the end. There was a conspiracy theory by a few tweeters about the one last time out. What's that? That went up at 7-1. to one. I think that was a Craig Mile, other Craig Mile. Oh, yeah. That was a big favorite or something like that. Uh, Radar Rob, the, the three horse, or the third place finisher in that race, Big Energy. That was the, the big Craig Mile favorite, I believe. Ooh, so that's where the conspiracy was. Yes, and so Shadow Up just went out there and went wire to wire when Big Energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big Energy is supposed to be the one to stalk and kind of close on Shadow Up, and then boom, the other Craig Mile runs. But. I mean, when's, you know, everybody likes to complain about the, yeah, the trainer's course, longer yeah. shot always <laughs> winning. So anytime that happens, uh, there's going to be boo birds it's, it's, out there. It's kind of when, like, the other Baffert wins, right? Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. A anytime the longer shot wins, the gamblers aren't going to be happy. Well, we agree right off the bat, Rumbro Run. We know he's going to be leading. We know he's going to take some dueling. But we know he likes to show plenty of speed. So mm -hmm. I'll go with Yannette as well. I'll take Rumbro Run here from the two posts. I'll take Jetpack Black for second, the three horse here for Lorenzo, excuse me, Lorenzo Ruiz. That was a much tougher field last time out, going allowance, 870. Now cuts back, now cuts back to this level there. Uh, showed a good win, two starts back. I think he's got enough speed to stay close early on. Keller McDade takes them out. And now I'll go to the four I'm doing. I just can't ignore those two big wins, two, two starts back and four starts back. Shout out to the Sarge and Battleborn. He owned this one four starts <laughs> back. So I can't ignore that that good form. And, of course, Angie Aquino and Ashley Garcia looking to start the new season with a good win. So two, three, 
four for me in race two. Yeah, I got two, three, and for third, I'm going to go to the five, Quantum Force here, another Sergio Morphin runner. Uh, I didn't really like this horse going 870, you know, shortens up, four frongs is about that same distance, but I really like the start that this horse had. It was at four and a half last time out, but veered in and bumped at the start and kind of battled the whole way, only lost by a length and a half. So if that horse can finally learn how to pass rivals, I think it's going to have to sit off the one and the two and it draws a nice little outside post here. But I think that was a really good start last time to improve upon. So I'm going to throw Quantum Force in for third. All right, so recap, I'll go two, three, four. Two, three, five. All right, race number three, the third leg of the early pick four. And we got uh, another around the hook. This is quarter horses and thoroughbreds going around the hook, going 870 yards in this spot. Yes, lock of the night. First lock God. of 20 of that's the like, new season. That's like music me. to my ears right. hearing that, hearing that bomb shelter <laughs> siren. Ooh, like who it is? It's going to be the six here. Fans on the run for Robert Lucas. By the way, did you catch that interview that Caleb did with Robert Lucas? I didn't Three hear catches? it. I didn't hear it because the sound wasn't on my TV at the time, but I saw the jacket. Yeah, you saw the jacket. How was the interview? Oh, did it match man. the jacket? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's somewhere on Twitter. I know, I want to say Blaze or TVG account tweeted it out. Mm -hmm. So you, you got to go find it. I mean, it's there's so many gems in there. Yeah. That uh, I mean, it's it's a quotable interview. That's for sure. He talks, he talks about the story, how he got his jacket. But, uh, man, I'll just tell you this. He started with... I walk into the bar, into a bar in in Alaska, and a big Indian has his jacket on him, and that th that tells you where that. All right, I'll is. have to go back yeah. and search. The you, it's you, on TVGs. Yeah, you okay. go on Twitter. It's on TVGs or Blaze can Blaze. I think Blaze tweeted out as well. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's how the story begins. So okay. you can you can you can you can imagine where that went through. So all right, lock of the night for me is going to be the six fans of the run for Robert Lucas. I just love how this horse showed speed last time out. Without being asked, like I mean, this horse literally dragged Peterson to the lead uh, without being asked. Crossed over around the turn, led deep into the stretch, and then weakened there in the final final two furlongs or so. But uh, I I like the I like the speed that she showed, that he showed. That was the first start in over probably I think want to say the math a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a year and a half then. Yeah. Uh, so now second time off that I think this, he's going to be much more fitter. And I think the outside post is key because I think Mahi's the five is going to go without a doubt. And I think the six is going to try to sit there. Or if not, if he gets the jump on the five, he might try to cross over. But I think the six is going to benefit from that outside post. So lock of the night for me, the six, fans on the run. This is where we part ways. I didn't Ooh. even put the six in my top three. <laughs> so this could be a grave mistake like on my part. Uh, I went to the inside, Charming Alexis. Uh, for Jack Carava, won nicely in the Los Al debut, one by three there, and then came back in the daytime and you know jumped up to 8,000. Only lost by a half, you know, battled really nicely all the way around there. I need the one to stay inside of the five. If he lets the five cross over, it would probably all done, but I'm hoping, you know, just shortening up and drawing that rail, hopefully he can hold, or she can hold on yeah. all the way to the end. And then I went to the four, Wit and Wisdom here. Ooh. Second time off the claim for Marsha Stortz. You know, jumped it up. They claimed it for 3200 at Golden Gate. It was running, you know, farther up north on the synthetic, but this horse was closing every time. So, I, you know, I think the one, five, and six are probably going to be gunning there. Hopefully they can get this horse going in the right direction and can be closing down the lane. And then for third, I went to Mahi's here for Aletha Brady. Uh, one nicely. You know, really crushed last time and went uh, 
4540 for H70. You know, kick clear and powered away, but it was against Maiden. We don't really know how good those horses are. Well, there really horse, wasn't anything in there. Yeah, either. if this horse repeats something like that, you know, probably going to win if it can clear and get out of there. But, you know, facing other horses that I don't think is going to get off to a clear lead where this horse is going to be drawing away into the stretch, I think it's going to be pressed a lot harder. So I'm putting that horse for third. Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, like I mentioned, my lock is going to be the six on the outside. The five's going to show speed. I don't think there's going to be the, a lot of stamina there. Uh, so I'm thinking the, the six is going to overtake the five in the stretch. And maybe the one there could be sitting in a good spot to pick up the pieces. So I'll go six, five, one. One, four, five. All right, race number four, the payoff leg of the early pick four. Around the hook, four furlongs, conditional claimers, 4,000, three-olds and up, which have never won two races. We've got a field of seven going to post. Does, does the home barn have a runner in here? We got the yes. outside. So, are you with or against the outside runner, Grass Runner? I'm against Grass Runner. Oh, <laughs> was was this the horse that kept going, like rattled off? Like if no, this wasn't the one that I'm thinking of. That runner, remember that runner? Someone on Twitter got like crushed on a, on a, on your dad's horse like three consecutive times. Uh, uh, I remember Zachian was uh, running. Zachian was running. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, shout out to Zach yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. Ho hopefully, he got his calendar for for shout the new to year. Zach. Did we agree a Weaver or Weber? I'm gonna. Say, I'm saying Weber. All right. I'm saying Weber. Zach, shout out to Zach Weber. He's gonna have to, uh, you know, DM us, slide us into our DMs, yeah. and tell us, the, you know, the exact pronunciation the <laughs> way they he, do it on every time he comes up, he comes up in the every time he, his name comes up, we always go through this debate: Weber yeah. or Weaver. I, I go with Weber. I'll, I'll go with Weber, Weber as well. <laughs> All right, Zach. So shout out to Zach. He got himself a. Uh, he bought himself a, a calendar, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he uh, he got him Professor Geo. Be very happy with that. Uh, but. Yeah, here in the fourth, I'm going to go with the, the three, unobtainable. Uh, is stepping up slightly in class, but main rivals here, uh, you know, Bullish on Steve and Grass Runner are also stepping up, and he's also already beat those. So Angie's got this one going really nicely. It's going to be forwardly placed. I'm not sure if anyone's really going to take this one all the way into the stretch, but I, and I think he's the strongest finisher. I'm just going to ride this horse. Hopefully he can get four in a row. I mean, if you just ignore those... Excuse me, look, those two Ferndale outings, outings mm -hmm. back in August, just draw a line to them. Four consecutive wins here at Los Al. Exactly. Just ultra sharp. Connections have been placing this one well, and Edgar Payers has ridden this one perfectly. So I agree. I give the three the check mark as well. I think Bullish on Steve off of that sharp win of 51 and 1 behind Lion Command, who Lion Command, I, I, thought, uh, I think that's a, a horse that uh, I've touted very highly. So. I respect the win and I respect the horse that the four beat last time out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put him for second, and then I'll go to the six Fancy Terrace for third. So I'm also against the house horse there for Chuck Tree. So Fancy Terrace is gonna be my third choice there for post number six. I think he's gonna be picking up the pieces if the speed falls apart. I think the six could sit a good trip there from that outside post. So three, four, six for me in race number four. Yeah, I'm going to go to the two, Hollywood Sky here. Another Sergio Morphin runner. Sergio, I think, is going to have a really big year. Is that your prediction? Uh, I, that's going to be my prediction. You had all of them on. I'm going right, to go and say yeah. Sergio because they're claiming a ton of horses. Yeah. But uh, this horse you know, raced wide last time and, and weakened in the daytime at five and a half. So shortens back up to four furlong. Two outs back, you know, drifted out. But, you know, was really game, came back on in the end and won by three quarters. Uh, gets the weight break with Arduino Rojas here. And I like the sharp victory. Two back is going to have to battle with an obtainable, and I'm not quite sure 
if uh, he can hold off on the end, but we'll see. And I'm going to go to the four bullish on Steve, who uh, you previously talked about. Drew off one easy last time, mm -hmm. but what I look here when I look at the charts, last time faced unobtainable twice, hadn't been able to beat him, so I don't think uh, he's going to have to do really well to improve here if he's going to take on obtainable tonight and get by this time. So do the Morphys still have any horses with you there? Julian does. Julian does. Julian uh, still has horses with my dad. Sergio, Efren, and Jaime are on their own. Oh, oh okay. It's a complicated it, story. It is a complicated <laughs> story. I could, could imagine. All right, recap. I'll go three, four, six. Three, two, four. All right, race number five. By the way, did your dad do any good across town? No. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they didn't do that well. He had one uh, blissful lady that... Uh, I think it was like 40 to 1 or something like that for 12.5. Uh, Didn't run any good. And Zap again, I believe, was making its first start off a comeback. Yeah. Uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, I believe <laughs> that was the way. But uh, just finished kind of evenly down the lane. So uh, hopefully second time back and get going. All right. Get back. Uh, get tight on because we got six <laughs> seconds here for this race number five. By the way, you know, me and Caleb like to do like guess, guess the final clocking yeah. here. And so maybe, so maybe we'll do it for the podcast as well. Before we do that, we want to find out who's your pick. So, 100-yard dash, race number five, an allowance for three-year-olds and up, which have never won a race at 100 yards. Field of six, Corona's bar on the outside is the 9-5 to five favorite. Is this three-year-old filly by Corona Cartel out of five-bar Molly? Finally get again another win here from post number six. I'm going to the four. My friend Cindy here for Elena and little Oscar aboard. Uh, you know, got bumped repeatedly at the start last time, so we can just throw that out. Uh, but before that, uh, you know, ran third by a head, was right there against Indiana, who's really quick, and the Cartel Hawk came back and won another 100-yard race uh, there on uh, November 24th. Yep. So I'm going to go with that. But I thought this was an interesting race where not a whole lot of horses are, are that quick. Usually yes. it's like one one ones through all throughout. But in, in this field, uh, I felt like there were some horses. I was like, why are these horses in 100-yard races? It's, it's tricky. I, I, I like the condition, though. I like that. For a horse, for a horse that have never won a race, so this kind of makes it even more of a, of a puzzle there. To I figure agree. Out. Yeah. Uh, so a political dasher. I'm gonna go to the five here. A political dasher. How about the breeding on the outside too, right? The five and the six by a political jazz out of Brazilian dasher, and the six by Corona Cartel out of five bar Molly. If you're going to the sale, you're gonna open up your pocketbook for either one of those. Yes, horses. for sure. So a political <laughs> dasher there. I, I'm, you know, I'm banking that this horse has two races now going 100 yards. I think she's going to be sharp there from post number five. Let's see if my theory of Juan Alaman getting him off to a good start. Those will be two guys to watch yeah, for, Morphin so, and Alaman exactly. this year. Exactly. So for me, a political dasher is the pick. Corona's bar is going to be my second choice just because of that outside post, and maybe this one can, can avoid a little bit of trouble there. I like the second two starts back. Listen, uh, by, by nose to the Cartel Hawk. Uh, we talked about the Cartel Hawk came back to win. I think going 100 yards again, right? Yep. Yep. And then I'll go to the two, the long shot there. Light up the dark. Draw a line to the through the race last time out. I think this horse is much better, much better than it looked. And I like that Vinny Bernard stays aboard. He's been, you know, we talked about it through 2018. He's been breaking quarters out of the gate perfectly. So I'm gonna give a long shot look to the two. So five, six, and two for me in race number five. Yeah, I'm gonna go four, and then I'm gonna go to the outside Corona's bar, uh, who we spoke about almost one, uh, two outs back there got bumped. Uh, in the most recent start there to the Cartel Hawk. And then I'm going to go to the 5, a political dasher who 
you know, used to be a, a pretty good breaker. Uh, if just can regain that form and is obviously the class of the field, uh, I think the horse will be pretty tough here. So I'll go four, six, five. All right, race number six. We got an 870 yard event in the second half of the card here. Quarter horses and thoroughbreds here set to go and race. Uh oh. That's right. Uh oh. This is going to be a new Curtis. I'm changing my ways. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a new and improved Curtis. <laughs> You're going with the quarter horse in a 807-yard event as your lock of the night? That's right. I'm breaking all the molds this year. I'm going to the five. Did Go you, cash Stevie B. Did, did April give you too many tamales for, for Christmas? <laughs> what, what's going on here? You know, I just looked at this race, and it's never won two at 870. I'm, I'm looking at these horses, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of early speed for thoroughbreds, which... You know, usually there's a ton that uh, you know they're really fast early, already running at low side. But I see that the horses, uh, or actually the thoroughbreds here that have speed, have been doing it. Like the one uh, just raced at Fresno, mm -hmm. and the um, the six Lady Christian that was in the daytime. So yeah. you know, in the previous start when uh, she ran at 8:70 was two lengths behind, and I was really impressed with Go Cash DVB. Uh, like we said, I, I'm not that you know fond of quarter horses, but I think this horse is going to be out there on the lead and beat. Your lock of the night, chocolate mess. Oh, that remind night. me. Thanks for reminding me. And when a very speedy forty-five twelve drops in, you know, a little lower here from allowance to twelve five. So I think this horse is well placed here in the sixth. All right. So you're gonna go to this to the six there. I'm going to the one here. Autism is here. Yes, a horse cutting back in distance from a mile and a sixteenth there from Fresno. But I'm gonna go all the way back to well, two starts back. Showed a good good speed there at Golden Gate. Anytime you can go twenty-one and two at Golden Gate over the pita that's razor fast mm -hmm. over there like a 22 and change is fast enough yeah when you go sub 22 seconds you're razor sharp and i like that that win four starts back here going uh, at losau going 870 and look i mentioned this in the in the last two or three weeks eric garcia is finally figured out how to ride this track he's getting he's being a lot more aggressive out of the gate he's getting into much better positions early on and he, he, he stole a few races around the hook in the last month or so. So I'm going to the one from the rail. I am scared of the six there, your lock. Uh, you know, uh, uh, excuse me, the five there. Uh, go cash TVB. Um, like you mentioned, that was a tough beat for me with, with Chocolate Mess. <laughs> so I'm going to go one, five, three. Rough passes there. Uh, that was just too, touch, too tough of a field in that stakes event with Rule He Will and Run Raging Run and Run. So finally getting back a little bit of a of class relief against those sharp runners and now second time off the layoff second time back in this barn so i'll go one five three for me here in race number six yeah i had five three and i'm gonna go to the six lady krishna who we talked about you know was racing in the daytime against a lot tougher but before that had a nice 870 win there at the 6250 level uh you know draws outside of the main speed here, go cash TVB. So I think should sit a good trip and gets Kelly McDade back aboard, who piloted this horse to victory two outs ago. All right, race number seven, 300 yard event. Quarter horses made in claiming for a tag of $20,000. We got a field of seven. We got three first time starters. So a very interesting field there. Who's your pick here in race number seven? I'm gonna go to the five, pow wow. Wait, 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 hold on. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Let's start, let's start off this show again. Race number seven. There's two races left. You know what time it oh, is. Oh, I'm sorry. God, I'm slacking. <laughs> no, wait, Daily. Don't. No. Yes. 
No, there's nine tonight. Oh, oh, yeah, oh you're, yeah. like, you're screwing oh, me up. I'm screwing you up. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that. Screw that. Right, don't worry. We'll fix that in editing, don't everybody. Don't worry hey, about it. No. The, 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 po- the Los <laughs> podcast, there's no budget for editing. No. We never edit. I like we, keeping it real. Yes, we keep it real. That's why you enjoy this show. Race number seven. <laughs> rewind once again. Hey, rewind to rewind. Race number seven. Who you're going with? Yeah, Jose. I like the five uh-huh. powwow for James Glenn Jr. <laughs> here. Uh, you know, coming off it was this a five or six month layoff here. You know, drops down from Maiden Straight. Uh, you know, to a twenty thousand dollar claimer. Raced against another all-red runner who we liked early on, accommodating, and then second time out had to go against Transcend, mm-hmm. who a uh, horse you really love there. Uh, but I think. You know, given some time off, comes back, you know, went 1580, I think can improve upon that. In and against a lot of first time starters, I'm assuming the seven is probably entered for the five with the all red connections. I think it's got a big shot here in the seven. We agree right off the bat. The main thing for me is that in both starts, this horse broke great. Mm-hmm. He likes to break, so we always we got that out of the way. He comes here fresh, and when you look at the two fields he faced, to finish second and fourth against those fields, that's pretty good. Yes. So I I don't see if he can come back off the layoff sharp and show a little bit of speed. Without a doubt, he's the horse to beat. So I'm going to the five as well, and then I use the two Ala Carrera here for Valentin Zamudio. Z- Z- Zamudio. Zamudio. <laughs> Ruben Lozano there takes him out. Twelve twenty. Twelve twenty was a workout back on the fourth of December. Uh, was was asked along to to post that time, but uh, you know I I like this. I like that time. For this two-year-old filly, so five-two, and then the other all-red runner, the homebred here, Penny's first. The seven is going to be my third choice. Really improved from the twelve-ninety to the twelve-thirty back on in November. Draws the outside poles, gets Vinnie Bernard. I think that that one can come out running as well. So two first-time starters and the experienced runner off the layup is going to be my top three. So five, two, and seven. Yeah, like five, seven, and then the three. First to separate here for Mark Skeen. Uh, drops back down to the claiming ranks after it went up into a, just a straight maiden. But I like that this horse gets Ayala, you know, one of the best at getting horses out of the gate, one of the you know top jockeys we have. It's a really trouble-prone runner, but I don't like the four Blaine and the two Alacarrera. You know, might get into some trouble, so maybe it could be the, the most trouble-free trip that this horse has had if Ayala can get this filly out of the gate. All right, 5-2-7 for me. 5-7-3. All right, now there's two races left. You know what time it is. The Late Daily Double! Yes, it is. Late Daily Double time here for the first time on the podcast in this new season. 300 yards, quarter horse allowance, uh, field of seven set to post. Competitive group. I'm yep. really interested to see who you picked in this spot. Field of seven, would you go? Yeah, I went to the inside horse here. Break your plans yeah. for Terry Knight. Uh, By the way, let me interrupt you. Just go ahead. Back to mine. Uh, you know how we, we mentioned before that we like to play against two-year-olds that debuted late into the year? Yeah. Well, for the most part, that is true, right? Yeah. Except that, you know, shout out to QH Eddie at Burgard reminded me that a lot of these connections have been holding off until December to unleash some of these maidens because... That's the date that they qualify for the maiden stakes. True, so, I, I did forget about that. Yeah, I forgot about that initially. Yeah. So this is this is one of the horses that look debuted on December 9th and won on debut. So they waited for that deadline. So this horse will be eligible for the maiden stakes. Well, now you're just giving me that much more confidence. Yes, in my pick. Yeah. yes. So this horse was well met, <laughs> but I, th- I think I remember that night. I might have been against this runner. I'm not sure. I can't yeah. remember. But generally, we like to play against. Quarter horse that debuted, two-year-olds that debuted later into the yeah. season. But this was the exception. I think they 
purposely waited for that deadline to pass, and now this horse looked good on debut there back on December 9th. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're looking at Legacy Ranch 2, you're looking at any first-time starter they have. You know, and this is one out of PYC, Paint Your Wagon, and Tender Flyer, uh, you know, out of that Flying Fig family. So the horse won at first asking over Golden Boy Gonzo, who's a, a decent horse, yep. uh, w would be right in the mix with uh, the rest of this field. So I'm going to go with that along the inside. I all just right back here. I had two bullet drills and came on the scene. Uh, you got some horses that have disappointed, I think, so far. Uh, you know, delayed steals one that has been breaking my heart lately, so I'm totally against this. I was time. surprised. I was surprised. Yeah, uh, you know, in the stakes race on November 17th, I thought he would do a lot better against Driver and tack me up. Yeah. And then last time I said, you know, what, this is it. But I didn't play <laughs> on December 14th. Yep. And he just didn't really have it that night, so I've played against it. I'm gonna go to the one. Break your plans. Ooh. Well, guess what? I'm going with the five delayed steal on top. Yeah. So if if, <laughs> if he's ever gonna if if he's ever gonna fire back to that win three starts back. Yeah. I'm gonna give him one more shot today. So delayed steal on top. I'm gonna draw a line through that effort last time out. Draw a line through that stakes event where I like Striver that night. And now I'm focusing that if this horse can run back to that effort back in October, he's gonna be good enough to win. But that is the question. So I'll pick the five on top. But it's a very tricky field to figure out. For second, I'll go to the seven Trusted Lights. Uh, I was very happy with that second place finish. I thought early on this was going to be one of those very good, sneaky, good horses for Jose Flores and Janet McHenry. Uh, you know, won the debut back in May, but then kind of didn't really pan out like we thought this filly was going to be. A fifth, a ninth, a second, went to the shelf. Uh, a couple of starts off the layoff. But now I think she, she might be ready to go and ready to fire from that outside post coming off of that good second place finish. So five, seven, and then one, of course, for everything you mentioned. Five, seven, one for me here in race number eight. Yeah, I'm going one, and then to the seven, trace to light, everything saved. We're just draws the outside. Hopefully we can get back to that maiden win. And then I'm going to go to the two. She's a dashing PYC. Uh -huh. We know this filly's quick. Yes. It has run against really good horses. We're yes. right there against Ali Babe Foos, Corona by Corona. The only thing I don't like about this horse no Rodrigo. No Rodrigo. Yeah, no Rodrigo. <laughs> so. That was the only reason why I'm playing against. Yeah, I'm goes to shortens up from 400 to 300, but where does he's going to have to improve this year? He is seven percent last year. But I mean, in the early 2000s, him and Rodrigo were neck and neck as yep. some of the best riders getting horses out of the gate. Uh, you know, of course, we, we you know we we mentioned before. Uh, you know, Huerta said, you know, we mentioned when he gets taken off, he's been struggling with his weight in the last year or so. Hopefully, 2019 is a new year for him. He's a talented rider, but, he, you know, he he's, hasn't been in the best, in the best uh, form of the late. But we'll see. She's asking she's PYC. Definitely has shown tremendous gate speed. Yeah, if she can just run and get, get out of there clean, I, I think she should be right there in the end at 300-yard distance. But the question is... You know, is Huerta going to get her out? It was fractious. You know, the time before that, Duel now finished, ran a great 15.52, and then stumbled and broke out. So that's the question. How's Huerta going to handle this filly? All right, race number nine. We got the Holiday Handicap, 350 yards. $20,000 is the purse. We got a field of nine set to post. Who'd you go with here in the Holiday Handicap? You got me back on this horse. <laughs> I'm going with the eight, Striver. Yeah. I didn't think she could go 350. Yeah. 
and she just held on, mm -hmm. but I think that, that field with uh, Tack Me Up and Delayed Steel at the time I thought was coming in uh, a lot stronger than he has shown lately. But, you know, I had this horse for third, and she broke out of there and held on, ran a nice 17.72. Uh, I think she's the class of this field. As long as she can get out of the gate, I think Vinny will get this horse going the right direction, and uh, I think she should be there at the end. And I, I was impressed with that win. I thought it was a well-measured win uh, by a neck. So, uh, you know, she showed that tremendous gate speed once again. 350 is probably her, her farthest she wants to go. I agree. Especially against top-level competition. But, yeah, I can't jump off her now. She... she she cashed me. She contributed to the Apple Watch. Yeah. She contributed to the Apple Watch <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, for sure. Striver there on top for me. For second, I'll go to the six here. Corona by Corona. Another runner that I was highly on two starts back when this one scored a 7-1. She, she, he has talent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a line to that effort when he broke from the rail last time out. Getting off the rail could be beneficial here for Corona by Corona. We'll see if he can break cleanly. The distance is not a concern for this uh, two-year-old gelding. So I think he just needs a clean alert start. So eight six five moon me blue for me for Valentin Samudio. <laughs> I mean, I was a non-believer in the win two starts back. Yeah. The win last time out made me a believer. Okay. He he was sharp. Uh, he got the job done once again by a neck there at five to one. Now switches from one good barn to another good barn, and Ruben Lozano takes them out. So. Eight six five for me here in the holiday handicap. Yeah, we have the same exacta eight six, and then I'm gonna go to the four silver jet dash. Another horse coming in from out of state to yes. the Monte Rosa barn uh, has been running well lately. Uh, as long as uh, Monte can get this horse going in the right direction, I think should be good. I'm gonna try and hop on early here <laughs> yes. uh, before this horse gets out of the train station and on down the tracks. But uh, I I think should be well suited. I watched the works. Um, I was. More impressed by the November 13th, even though the horse worked 12-5, um, finished really well without being asked, and then the December 18th drill when it worked 12-2, uh, I thought it was hard asked, you know, early on. I thought it was used maybe a little too much, but, you know, maybe that's the way they, they think this horse needs to be uh, getting ready to go, but uh, I think should be really good here in the, in the ninth race. All right. By the way, are we going to see some shuffling in the, in the jockey standings? Look at this. Huerta and Eddie Garcia riding for Paul Jones. Yes. With Cesar the Alba retiring, I think Ruben Lozano is going to be maybe the first car rider for Valentin Zamudio. You see Jonathan Roman riding for Montiel Rosa. Yep. Arvizo for AG and Jesus Nunez. Jairo Rangel and Cesar Franco. I mean, this this could shake up. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of musical chair, chairs as far as... Uh, combos of jockey and trainers going on this year yeah i think there's gonna be a lot of jumping around especially vinny's inserted him right as yeah. uh one of the first call riders you know that everybody wants to get and so that when ayala and vinny are kind of on the you have a bunch of different barns to choose from that's gonna get a lot of shuffling around i saw flora's using more of rangel mm -hmm. uh, than cruz mendez so yeah i agree you're gonna have to watch for uh, a lot of new connections here all right so that's uh that's the saturday night program here at Sal. So, quick recap. Let's backtrack. What was your overall takeaways from Champion of Champions, two million winners? You know, I was really sad just a cartel didn't get up. Yeah. But the other horse we have, Bodacious Eagle, yeah. uh, who's just been stellar for his whole uh, career. Um, one of my favorite horses to watch. I just I had the pick for to just a cartel. Yeah. But there's. Um, 
no horse more deserving than Bodacious Eagle. We talked about how he's faced everybody around the country. He's traveled. He's won grade ones in multiple states. So I thought that was uh, great for him uh, to get out there and hold on. And then Flash and Roll just looked super impressive when uh, when she got out there and got rolling. The race was over. Two starts out of the gate. Two jumps yeah. out of the gate. Because uh, I had my eyes just in transcend. I was just hoping he got out cleanly. Yeah. He got out cleanly, but then he kind of drifted in and out. He was still a little bit green. But once he got into room, I was like, he's got a shot. And then I changed my eyes towards the middle of the track. I was like, it's over. Yeah. She was gone two jumps out of the gate. So yeah. uh, in my eyes, she's she's definitely champion two-year-old in my eyes. Yeah, I think she'll be world champion. I mean, no other horse won two grade ones, I, b I believe. Won two fraternities, yeah. uh, grade one fraternities yeah. around the whole country. And... Uh, it's just funny that Phillies is totally dominated. Yes. Uh, Los Al was uh, Wicked Affair and and uh, Waver Down was, Waver Down. was the other horse yeah. here at Los Al. And then, boom, out of nowhere, Flash and Roll yeah. ships in and, and she just overhauls Los Al and, and uh, just looked like a million dollars. Every time she ran, she ran perfect. And uh, pro I, I said the horse of the meet at Los Al for me. For sure. Uh, can we see new, new trainers joining the, the ranks? Can Justin Joyner make home base here? You know, I know Justin likes to train at Sunland. Yep. So I'm assuming they'll go back and uh, they'll probably do kind of the same thing. I don't, you know, there's a lot of the, a lot of the slot money that's yes, really enticing out mean, of state. The allowances over there go for like thirty grand or something. Exactly. I mean, I, I was watching Zia. Was it a couple of weeks ago? Their allowance race was forty-four thousand yeah, I mean, dollars. So with that, yeah. I, I'm sure that's what they'll do. He'll probably go back and, and race some at Sunland, and we'll see him uh, out here. In the, in the summertime and for the for the later fraternities. Well, he came at the right time and swooped up the big ones there <laughs> with flash and roll. All right, quick look ahead. Let's oh. look at uh, Sunday's championship at Sunland. Yes. We got Jesse's first down, going for another win. How many times had he raced this year? I want to say twice or three times? He's only raced three times. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's won. I think I wrote it down here. What, was, what do we have? Yeah, he won the Albuquerque Championship, yep. then the Remington Park Invitational, and the Leo Stakes. All grade ones. He, he's won every single one. So I'm assuming, you know, he's he's drawn a nice post here, uh, and he's in between Mr. PYCDU yep. and Firing Tools, yeah. which we know we've seen him out here yeah. at Los Al. They're they're not the the, the highest the uh, level of uh, horses out there. Yeah. So he's got a nice post uh, drawn in between uh, a couple long shots here. Uh, but who's your pick? He, uh, I'm going with Jesse's first no, down. No, I no. think he'll be crowned world champion. No, 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 no. He gets beat right here. By another horse we've talked about before, Major Bites. Major Bites, who gave him everything he can handle at Albuquerque, yes. is going to upset him. I think he's going to get the jump out of the gate. He's going to hold off a late charging uh, Jesse's first down. So for me, Major Bites with the slight upset in the championship. I forget uh, what the last race Major Bites won, but I mean, he just looked phenomenal. Yeah. And the only horse that he's lost to is uh, Jesse's yep. first down uh, as of recently. So, uh, I was shocked that he uh, gave him everything he could handle, so I'm hopefully we get the same thing and Jesse's first down has to run his race. Yeah, so I think the race is between those two. For a long shot, I'll give you Catella Deli. Catella Deli? For the tries <laughs> and supers. Catella Deli there. What's the morning line? Do we got the morning line on Catella Deli? 20 to 20 1. 20 to 1. 20 to 1. Watch out, Catella Deli there in your supers and trifectas. Yeah, I don't know who my. Uh, I used to love a political chat. I yep. used to, you know. Uh, that's 15 to 1, but he hasn't been running that well. So my long shot's going to be 
Papa's Paint, who's going to draw right outside Major Bites. Uh, quick breaking gelding has been running against all the best. Todd Fincher's real high percentage trainer, so that'll be my long shot. All right, to wrap up to wrap up the the show. Uh, did you see what the Vegas line was in the Lakers and Clippers tonight? No, I, I'm I don't really bet sports. No, but just look, I, I like to look at the lines just to see what it is. <laughs> Let me see. Let me I see think the Lakers are. I think I saw one stat down below on ESPN said there's a sixty five percent chance of winning. Really? So they got they're at home, so they gotta have some points. Of course the Lakers are gonna win. I don't even know why you're looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see I'm trying to give you a proposition if you, how strongly you feel about the Lakers. I don't know. Well no LeBron, they're still a young team. Uh, they're still playing tough, but uh, the Clippers are they're legit this year. I will give it to them. Uh, they're doing awfully well. I think the Clippers are minus 10. I think minus 10. Oh my gosh, minus, are they really? Or minus 6. Maybe minus 6. Yeah, I don't think it would go minus 10. That'd be too much. Yeah. Either way, the Clippers are favored to win tonight's match. You're going to have to fire up your account or, yeah. or call your bookie. I don't know. I'm going to have to I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to call someone. <laughs> To make it, but yeah, get down on that's that. that's gonna be a good sh uh, a good matchup to see. You know, Laker uh, Lebron is is out, but I think the next matchup is at the end of the month. Okay, so hopefully everybody's healthy and uh, ready to go. One question I do have to ask. Yeah, you. Puig gone. Don't remind me. I'm sorry. Don't remind. I hate me. to end a show I like mean, that. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> you gotta trade Puig, the, the guy that made baseball fun to watch. I mean, people. Some people don't didn't like his attitude. The way he played the game. Mm -hmm. Come on. I agree. I'm not a Dodger fan, but I was a Puig fan. Uh, I like to watch a guy. Maybe he does some bonehead stuff uh, from time to time, but you know he's got a ton of talent. Yep. And uh, I've asked uh, my uh, niece's uh, boyfriend, who's a big Dodger fan, uh -huh. and he said it was just like ripping the heart out of yep, the Dodgers. Exactly. Now I don't want Harper. I don't want Dodgers to go okay. up and spend all that money on Harper. Okay. Uh, just buy. You want buy another pitcher? pitcher? Buy, okay. buy pitchers. Smart. Buy Smart pitchers. man. Yeah. <laughs> we we've seen it. The the playoffs is all about pitching. The bats can get hot or cold at, at any given time, but uh, if your pitching is consistent, you're going to give your team a chance to win. You just so, need uh, Kershaw to change it around. That's in it. The playoffs. You guys uh, would be golden if that <laughs> happens. All right. 2019 is the year. 2019 <laughs> is the year. All right, guys, that's the show. we got to get back to work, and uh, thanks for supporting the podcast throughout 2018. Big things coming in 2019, Curtis. Big things. Can't wait. All right, see you guys later. Bye, everybody.